sensation out there, where do you begin? When your nipples start to leak, oh, is it time to feed again? When parenting is new and you don't know what to do, the food coach comes up with solutions that are just right for you. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me today at the Boob Coach Podcast. Today's topic as part of my season one prenatal topics is inducing milk supply and relactation. My name is Rachel Gayfeller-Silber and IBCLC is an international board certified lactation consultant. I've been an IBCLC for 22 years and I've worked with thousands upon thousands of new families in helping them with learning how to breastfeed and provide breast milk for their babies, aka the boob coach. I'm not sponsored by any products and I have no disclosures to say to you other than the fact that I'm here promoting myself, my social media, and my upcoming app, which is called the boob coach app. Breastfeeding is a really complex relationship. Some parents decide to stop breastfeeding, but then decide to resume it. Some parents want to induce lactation for an upcoming adoption, or perhaps the arrival of a baby that's being delivered via a surrogacy arrangement. Please note that I do have an entire podcast about surrogacies and breast milk contracts. You can look for that within my other podcasts. But Also, there may be lesbian partners who want to share in the breastfeeding of a baby. There are so many reasons that someone may choose to induce lactation, and that would be someone who has never lactated before, or to choose relactation, and that would be someone who has lactated in the past and wants to renew their lactation journey for either a current infant or a new infant who will be coming into their homes. All of these are valid choices, but it's important to expect it to be hard work. If you've lactated before, relactation or lactated before, relactation will be easier than if you have never lactated previously. Just knowing that up front, I think is really important, but you don't even ever have to have been pregnant in order to induce lactation. As a general statement, it takes 200 minutes per day of stimulation at the breast in order to raise your hormone levels of prolactin up to a level where you would begin producing breast milk. And there are even protocols for inducing lactation or for relactation. And I'm going to refer to a couple of different studies which are Um, out there in the medical literature. I will put the references for that in the description of this podcast if you decided that you wanted to take a look at that for yourself. Okay, so the first one that I'm going to talk about is the Wombolt study. That was done in 2021 and it's a single case study of inducing lactation with a trans woman who was successful in bringing in a milk supply after having gone through progesterone therapy. There's another case called the Oberman case study in 2022 of a transgender man who was lactating and decided to initiate testosterone therapy. And interestingly enough, it did not affect his lactation. 
There's also the Delgado case, which was used to induce lactation for another trans woman. All right, so a series of protocols that has been around for at least 20, 25 years is called the Goldfarb Protocols. And that was developed by Lenore Goldfarb, who is um, who holds a PhD as well as also being an IBCLC, and Dr. Jack Newman. They both live in the Toronto, Canada area. Really cool side note is that Dr. Jack Newman and Lenore Goldfarb have run a lactation clinic in the Toronto area for many, many years, and they also have worked with thousands of different parents in their breastfeeding journeys. And those protocols are available for anyone to look at at the website asklenore.info. One of the things that's really cool about the Goldfarb protocols is that it's not just one protocol, it's multiple protocols. And you basically select the version of the protocol that is best for your time frame. For example, if you know that you are going to be adopting a baby and that the baby will be in your home within the next three or four months, you can follow a protocol that is much shorter duration than if, for example, you are using a surrogate for carrying your baby and you have nine months to do a various protocol. So it is very flexible based on what your individual needs are and what your time frame is. All right, so the Goldfarb protocols are based on the original induced lactation protocol, which was conceived and published by Dr. Jack Newman and published in Dr. Newman's book, Dr. Jack Newman's Guide to Breastfeeding. That is the international title. If you live in the United States, that book is under the title, The Ultimate Breastfeeding Book of Answers. And as I said, they're also available on the website. So what are the Goldfarb protocols? The Goldfarb protocols are the use of high-level birth control pills, and this chemically mimics a pregnancy. So you use these high-level birth control pills, which you would have to get a prescription for, and then you would stop taking them. And as soon as you stop taking them, you initiate pumping. Again, kind of mimicking what would naturally happen with a pregnancy as hormone levels are very high and then when your baby is born, the hormone levels drop and pumping mimics having an infant suckling at the breast. As I mentioned, these protocols have been around since about the year 2000 and that's when I started doing this work, working with all kinds of families in the perinatal spectrum and doing lactation work. Anecdotally, I've probably worked with about 10 different families who have used the Goldfarb protocols, or it's possible that I've worked with more families than I know about, but I only have 10 families who have disclosed to me that they have used the protocols with varying degrees of success. Please note, I'm not endorsing the Goldfarb protocols, and I'm saying that as a legal statement. This is just being presented to you for education, and it is something to discuss with your medical care team to see if this would be right for you. All right, so there is the Goldfarb protocol. 
or there's just what I call just start. (laughs) Just start with stimulation. It does take about 200 minutes a day, as I said, of stimulation at the breast and nipple tissue in order to raise your prolactin hormones over their baseline levels. So 200 minutes a day, um, mimicking the natural feeding patterns of a newborn baby, and I would suggest 15 to 20 minutes um, at the breast using a high quality pump Or you could also try hand expression, but if you're doing it that much, that might be a little much for you, especially in the beginning. So 15 to 20 minutes at a time, 8 to 12 times a day. So again, that would be approximately every 2 to 3 hours. Double pumping would be best. In part, that's just for um, time management. Definitely time management. So the other thing is is that double pumping sends signals to your brain that perhaps there are twins or higher order multiples. So when you double pump at the same time and your brain thinks that there are either twins or triplets or what have you, you are going to raise your breastfeeding hormones. You're going to raise your prolactin as well as your oxytocin levels much higher and much faster than doing one side at a time. All right. I do not have any actual medical studies. There's nothing that has been published, peer-reviewed, all of those things that would validate what I am about to say. But I would not imagine that the use of a single-sided silicone breast milk catcher, such as Haka would be a brand, and most people know what that brand is. Um, And there are many different brands that have mimicked and kind of Uh, simulated the Hakka design, but I would not imagine that the Hakka as a pump would work for this stimulation because it doesn't mimic the natural patterns, meaning that what the Hakka does is it creates a suction, it creates a vacuum, and then just maintains that vacuum, okay? Human babies do a suck and release pattern, suck, release, suck, release, that sort of thing. And yes, you could do a little squeezing of the silicone breast pump with a suck, release, suck, release kind of motion, but just having it where it's just the suction probably won't increase your hormones. But again, I don't know that for a fact. There's been no studies that have been done with that, especially no studies with that with regards to either inducing lactation or relactating. All right. So if you're trying to induce lactation or if you're trying to relactate, there are some medications which may be helpful. And I'm not a doctor. I can't prescribe things. You would have to talk with your physician to see if these medications would be right for you. This information is just for you to be able to have those conversations with your physician. Okay, one of those medications is something called Domperidone, and that is spelled D-O-M-P-E-R-I-D-O-N-E. 
It is available in many, many countries as a prescription item, but here within the United States, which is where I am recording this from, there is a black box warning on there, and so it is very challenging to get Domperidone in the United States as a prescription. All right, but Domperidone, it does increase lactation, and that is one of one of the side effects of that medication. It is usually given as a medication when people have digestive stomach type disorders. All right, another medication that may be helpful in the induction of, in the relactation or inducing lactation spectrum could be a drug called Reglan. Now Reglan is also a medication which is used for different kinds of digestive stomach and um, absorption problems within the, uh, your digestive system. Okay, But it's really important to know that long-term use of Reglan does run the risk of causing depression issues. And so if you are prone to depression or if you are still within one year of having had a baby, usually that medication is not prescribed just because the risk of postpartum depression and depression issues is just very, very high. So another interesting thing to know about either inducing lactation or in relactating is that there won't be a colostrum phase. Isn't that interesting? There's, there's no colostrum. And why would that be? Well, because you don't have a placenta inside of you and you haven't had a placenta inside of you for any, any time over or under, <laughs> for any time under the last three weeks. Colostrum is a hormone response to placental hormones. So if you don't have a placenta inside of you when you begin all of this and you don't have placental hormones inside of you, you will not have colostrum. Okay, so interesting, you will not have colostrum, but also as you begin relactating or begin inducing lactation, the milk is going to start coming in very small volumes. I would describe it as either little dribbles or perhaps tiny little droplets. Now those little dribbles or droplets in the very beginning may not even be collectible. That's okay, you'll start getting more and more as time goes by. If you're just getting very tiny little droplets and they are not collectible, it's all right, don't be disheartened know that you will start making more and more of that breast milk as time goes by. Just be consistent and be insistent. Regular pumping, regular stimulation is going to continue to raise your hormones higher and higher and this is going to help you with making even more milk. If you have small amounts of milk, you can collect that as best as you can and you can kind of gang it all up together for providing breast milk later on for your baby. Imagine if you just got 5 mLs here and 2 mLs there, eventually as you add all of those together, you will have milk for your baby. It's also important to know that with inducing lactation or with relactation, you may not ever get a full supply. Remember how I said that? And you may need to combine whatever milk you are getting 
with some formula or with donor milk. That's okay. Any breast milk that you give to your baby is so valuable. Did you know that just one tablespoon, now if you live in the metrics world, that's about five or six mLs, that one tablespoon, five to six mLs of your milk has over three million live blood cells in it that fight infection. We call those cells antibodies. And any antibodies that you can give to your baby is amazing and incredible. So please don't be disheartened if you just have very small amounts of milk. My suggestion as you are getting those tiny amounts of milk is to use very small collection containers. They do make bottles out there that are designed for smaller amounts of milk. They even make ones that are designed for just like 3 or 5 mLs or containers, specialized colostrum collection bottles. And note, it doesn't have to be colostrum in order for you to use them. It's just that usually colostrum is such small volumes and that is often when you would use those small bottles. But if you are getting small amounts of your milk and you use colostrum collection containers or if you are using syringes to catch these little drops of milk, they do make syringes as small as 1 ml oral syringes. Just collect everything as best as you can and freeze it as you need to or Go ahead and just use those tiny little drops if your baby is already with you. You can use your little finger and just wipe those little drops off and put them directly into your baby's mouth. Your baby will be getting those little droplets that contain antibodies. Or if your baby is not in your home yet, just freeze those as soon as you can and then you can combine them later to make a larger volume of a feeding for your baby. All right, so it's going to start in those tiny little droplets and then each day you'll probably have more and more milk and more and more milk flow. Please remember, it's important to know that your experience may vary for success rates. We are all different and we all have different hormone rates. All right, so why would someone choose to either induce lactation or why would someone choose to relactate? There are just so many different reasons and I say it with love. Whatever your reasons are, they're valid. Your reasons are your reasons and you don't have to explain yourself to other people. But it could be a variety of reasons or a combination of reasons. It could be a personal choice that you have made based on information that you have learned about breast milk. It could be simply the cost of infant formula or if there are infant formula shortages. That may change your mind about wanting to provide more breast milk to your infant. It could be a desire in a same-sex partner relationship to share the load as far as um, providing breast milk to that new little one. It could be for a, di- a desire for increased bonding. Um, it could be that you are having a surrogate carrying a um, infant for you and are going to either be adopting a baby or having a baby coming into your family via a surrogate. Whatever your reasons are, as I said, all reasons for inducing lactation 
or for relactating, they're all valid. That being said, I think that it is incredibly reasonable to set a really low expectation. You cannot get disappointed if your expectations are low. So set the bar low. You may only get a very partial supply. It could be the equivalent of an ounce a day. It could be the equivalent of just half of what your infant does need to take in for their calories. You could be lucky and you could get a full supply, but your your individual experience is going to vary. And so just knowing that you're, you may have a partial supply or a full supply or anywhere in that spectrum. All right. So thank you so much for listening. My name is Rachel um, and I am available on a lot of different types of formats. Feel free to hit me up. Um, my The main place where you can find me is on TikTok and I'm the Boob Coach Podcast on TikTok. I am also um, have accounts on Instagram as well as Facebook and Threads. I am the Boob Coach Pod on all of those different socials. So come and join me, have a conversation with me, interact with me, all of the things. So either the Boob Coach Podcast on TikTok or the Boob Coach Pod on Instagram, Facebook, or Threads. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of you. Remember that any breast milk that you can provide to your baby is amazing and incredible. Breast milk is just really a absolutely wondrous, wondrous solution that you are feeding your baby. Breast feeding and breast milk feeding is truly a superpower. Please join me again for more breastfeeding related podcast episodes and topics. Once again, my name is Rachel Gayfiller-Silber. I am an IBCLC. That stands for International Board Certified Lactation Consultant. But hey, you can just call me the boob coach. And you know what? It all comes back to boobs. I love you and I definitely love all of your babies. Let's talk again soon. And if you have a suggestion for a podcast topic, feel free to send that to me in a comment on any of my socials. Best of luck and much love to everyone. The boob coach, it all comes back to boobs.